Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. As we continue our look at the life and legacy of the late Senator Orrin G. Hatch, uh, many people, of course, have called out some of the obvious things, uh, the big ticket items that he did over the years. But is there more to Senator Hatch's legacy than that? Think again. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day. Think again. We're very pleased to have joining us on the program today from Helsinki, Finland, William Doyle, who is Fulbright Scholar. Uh, he's uh, also an author, a producer, uh, has done work with PBS, the History Channel, and a, and a host of others. Uh, really has a great historic mind and a way of conveying conveying uh, so many of the important things that have happened in our history in a unique and powerful way. And he has taken on a, uh, a big task, uh, written a book about Senator Orrin Hatch uh, called Titan of the Senate, Orrin Hatch and the Once and Future Golden Age of Bipartisanship. Uh, William, thanks for joining us from Helsinki today. Hello, Boyd. Thank you so much. It's great to talk to you. Well, as, as we look back at the life and, and legacy of, of Senator Hatch, of course, there's so many things that, uh, that you can point to, but you've, you've done a real deep dive on this, uh, in, uh, preparation for your book that comes out in, uh, just a bit. Um, tell us some of the th- things that you learned about the Senator, uh, and, uh, just what, some of those underpinnings, what were some of those things that just drove him kind of day in and day out to accomplish all the things that he did? Accomplish all the things that he did is a critical, uh, basic insight because he was in office for 42 years. But not only that, he was ranked. I'm not sure many people understand this, but he was ranked by a bipartisan think tank, a very uh, well-respected group called the Center for Effective Lawmaking at the University of Virginia and Vanderbilt University. And the scholars got together and said, who is was the most effective senator? since 1973 that's when the data starts so that's the modern era basically until today and their conclusion was that orrin hatch was number one ted kennedy was number two and everybody else follows those two you know from radically different ideological uh platforms and i thought when i when i read that i thought how is that possible that i don't know that and what does that mean one thing that it means is he passed more legislation than any other senator he co-sponsored and sponsored more than any other. And that made me realize suddenly that that meant that he was the most, not only was he a founding father of modern conservatism, in my opinion, along with Ronald Reagan, he was sort of the congressional version of that. But uh, he was also a tremendously bipartisan negotiator and leader. And I think, you know, bipartisanship is what we need to take the country forward. We need Republicans and Democrats to disagree and argue and fight each other intellectually so they can come up with creative solutions. And there's no one who did that better than Orrin Hatch. And a perfect example of that 
And, and my book really explores five big dramas. Uh, first was when Arne Hatch uh, stopped unions in America from uh, having more power. Now, you know, you can like that or not like it, depending on where you're coming from. But he, he thought that unions had enough power in 1977. And he stopped a liberal labor law reform bill that Carter and the AFL-CIO wanted to push through. Hatch was afraid it would put the Republican Party out of business because it would suddenly give unions a heck of a lot more power and cash. And it was a really pivotal moment. Now, Boyd, suddenly that victory gave him enough credibility inside Congress as a conservative superstar to then proceed. And uh, yes, to be a very conservative, for example, um, uh, leader in shaping the Supreme Court over the decades, although he championed Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Stephen Breyer during the Clinton years because thought they were very well qualified and good choices of the choices that were available to Clinton. Not only did he do that uh, and, of course, push for abortion, uh, a ban on abortion, which he, he, he was not able to do, to balance the federal budget, which he was not able to do. But he did four other epic achievements for the United States, in my opinion, and my book explores those four that really form a foundation of the modern architecture, the legislative architecture of the United States. And the Americans with Disabilities Act is one is a perfect example of that. Yeah, let's, let's take it to that one just a little bit, um, because I think that was uh, really a landmark in terms of changing the way we were thinking uh, about those with disabilities and, and sort of taking the disability out and focusing on the ability. And are we actually creating space for that ability to, to really thrive and prosper? And, and uh, give us some insight in terms of how that one played out uh, and, and kind of those key moments, maybe those tipping point moments that uh, enabled the senator to propel that forward. Right. This was Orrin Hatch's finest hour, in my opinion. And you, you cannot see it from the outside. You have to go inside the rooms of the Senate and the conference rooms and the uh, hallways of this drama. And I was able to talk to the people on the pivotal day of July 11th, 1990, when the Americans with Disabilities Act, which was, by the way, the greatest civil rights legislation since the 1960s, it was the Emancipation Proclamation for 43 million American Americans with disabilities. And it was about to unravel. It was about to fall apart on the Senate floor under attack by Jesse Helms, uh, the uh, very conservative senator from North Carolina back then. Hatch did battle with Jesse Helms on the floor of the U.S. Senate. You can see it on C-SPAN, and it is an incredible moment where he wins a victory uh, in, uh, in the debate, but it's on the issue of AIDS. You see, uh, Arne Hatch behind the scenes pushed through the big federal rescue legislation for HIV AIDS treatment, education, and research. He did that, and he did not expect much credit for it. He didn't get much credit for it, but he's the man who did it, and without Arne Hatch, you would have had no Ryan White Act of 1990 which continues to this day to benefit half, uh, uh, half of the AIDS, uh, HIV AIDS patients in America. And that's not according to William Doyle. It's according to the people who worked uh, on AIDS in Teddy Kennedy's office. They said it all would have fallen apart if it wasn't for Orrin Hatch. And the same thing happened with the Americans with Disabilities Act. And the people, in sh- the leaders of the disability community told me 30 years later, 
that if it wasn't for Orrin Hatch, there would be no Americans with Disabilities Act. Mm. And again, he does not get, get credit for this. He should. I hope my book illustrates what he did. He rescued it and he made it go forward. And it's, it's just a great moment in American history. Yeah. But it happened in the hallways and the conference rooms and in dramas with you know, behind closed doors that I, where I was able to get the people who were there and see him in action. And it's, you know, you, you want to stand up and cheer because there's never been a finer congressional leader I think, than Orrin Hatch in those moments. Uh, And those moments uh, really do matter, and they show that kind of leadership and, uh, you know, looking at uh, him and Jesse Helms uh, doing old-school debate battle on the floor of the Senate, Uh, members of the same political party, uh, that's that's the stuff of myth and legends and uh, and the important stuff, I think, in in our nation's history. Um, William, before I let you go... um, uh, Obviously, the the book uh, is is coming out. People can pre order that again. It's the Titan of the Senate uh, by William Doyle. And uh, William, in, in all of these accomplishments and all of these things that you got to dig in and see, kind of behind the curtain, behind the scenes, uh, give me one principle. What's what is a principle that you saw emerge as that was a driving force or that was a difference maker in Senator Hatch's ability to to lead in so many of these areas. That's a great question. This may come from his faith. Of course, uh, uh, a lifetime member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, but the thing that surprised me the most was when another senator told me, uh, Gordon Smith, a good friend of his, he said that Orrin Hatch saw the nobility in his opponents. He saw nobility in his opponents. And I thought, that's what we need in America today. We don't need congressmen and congresspeople and senators who are good at tearing the other side down or calling the other side uh, fascists or Marxists and getting a cheap soundbite or video clip. What we need are people who work together and get things done for America. And Orrin Hatch is a great example of that. And seeing the nobility in our opponents is a lesson, perhaps a Christian lesson, that I think we all can learn from, especially today. Oh, fantastic. I love that. Uh, the nobility of an opponent uh, changes everything, uh, and that is how we need to have so many different conversations, whether it's on the floor of the Senate uh, or whether it's in our own neighborhoods and backyards. Uh, having that nobility, uh, recognizing that, I think, is is so critical. Uh, wonderful. William Doyle, again, we appreciate you uh, joining us from Helsinki, Finland today, uh, and great remembrances, great insight into the work of Senator Hatch, and again, uh, the book by William Doyle is called Titan of the Senate, Orrin Hatch, and the once and future golden age of bipartisanship uh, needed now more than ever. William, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much, Boyd. The nobility of your opponent. Think about it. We'll be right back. With Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. 
You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.